0: Hey guys, welcome to the at 99 podcast from Munna always tries to interrupt me on the intro. And this is episode three of the mental health series, the final episode, and it's just me and Munna. And as you can tell, we're wearing some funky headphones, so now we can hear ourselves and it's really trippy. And hopefully the audio is better. So speaking of hearing your own voices in your head, Munna.
1: <laughs> Munna, yeah.
0: do you ever do you ever get like play like scenarios in your head where you like play like the devil and the angel you know like on the shoulders Devil and the a- yeah you know what I'm talking
1: about yeah sometimes not all the time though um uh, yeah I mean it's just like overthinking
0: yeah I mean it's it's like just to continue off the last episode of the Rafi it's it's very tight it, it, it is overthinking basically mm-hmm. you're just sitting there playing every scenario every single possible um outcome like in your head yeah. And so it's not, obviously it's not really a, a good practice to have, but sometimes, you know, like it's called like the devil's advocate, I think something like, that I don't know. Well, anyways, sometimes I feel like it's very, it, it, it is still like important because you get this, like, it allows you to think of both the positive and the negative, of every solution, which isn't necessarily a bad thing, but yeah. Nice. Nice. <laughs> All right. So we're going to move on to the real topic of this, uh, of this episode of the mental health series. Which is accepting the uncontrollable, or accepting reality. So, Munda, what are your thoughts on accepting reality? How do you How do you personally accept reality?
1: You just accept it. Like, you can't change reality. There's nothing you could do about it. So you just accept it. So
0: you just So you just like move on. Like, do you have any tips for people that want to, you know, like accept reality or like accept like what they can't control?
1: You just go along with it. You can't do anything. You can't control the uncontrollable.
0: I mean, you sound like Andrew Tate right now. You just want to be Andrew Tate I mean, right you now. You
1: can't do anything about it. That's like, true. What Can you do nothing? Exactly.
0: But I, f- I feel like a lot of people like it's easy to say that and it's easy to be like, yeah, like you can't control anything. And so mm-hmm. why are you thinking about it? But in reality, it's something that like affects a lot of people because it's like it's not easy just to like put things past you.
1: No, it's not.
0: Yeah, at all. So, what would you define as uncontrollable?
1: Ooh, something uncontrollable. Something you can't do anything about it. Like that—that's exactly <laughs> what it is. Okay, I, I'm talking about like uh, an actual
0: example. Okay. Like, give me a practical example.
1: On being sick, you can't control being sick. It's true. Or someone's death.
0: That—that's true. Someone's you can't death.
1: Can't control
0: that. that it just that's hundred percent true. Um, death is obviously like. One of the guaranteed things in life is that one day you will die. Mm-hmm. And it's obviously like a very hard thing to um, to cope with. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you've had any... Have a, have you had any deaths in your family or friends?
1: Yeah, yeah, but it was my grandpa two years ago.
0: Okay. So how did you, if you don't mind me asking, how did you like get through that? Or did it not affect you that bad?
1: It, it wasn't that bad. It didn't affect me too much.
0: You just didn't like...
1: I mean... I. I guess in the moment it was bad. Yeah, like
0: in the moment. Like what did you do in the moment to like separate yourself from the negative thoughts? Or did you just let it happen? I just let it happen. There was
1: nothing I could do.
0: Yeah, I feel like that's one way of approaching it is just like letting it Like bad things, just like letting them happen. Knowing that it's going to be like fine. Like one day it's just going to go away. Yeah. But a lot of people struggle with that mentality just because like having those like negative emotions is like, obviously really hard, even in the moment, even if you know it's just for a short period of time. And a lot of people resort to like either positive or negative things to like, uh, like remove that, like sad feeling from them. So what would you suggest to someone? I know I'm asking you a lot of questions because I yeah. want you to talk. Uh, <laughs> what, what would you suggest to someone who's like struggling to put something past them? Like what is something you practiced or that, like, you think you can practice to remove those sad, negative emotions from you? Like, what is something you do about it?
1: Uh, you could talk to someone, but I don't, I don't usually talk about my feelings. But that's always an option. What would you do? What would I do? I don't know. You would go to the I gym, just, probably? Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't talk about emotion.
0: So how do you relieve negative emotions?
1: Put it into something do you like
0: so like take that energy and like and
1: yeah take that energy and improve in something
0: I like that that's a good answer mm-hmm. I, I, I feel like one of the one of the hardest things to do in life is to not just like let things happen and just let it like sink in is to really like take the negative things and turn them into positive things mm. it's one of the most powerful things you can do but it's like really hard
1: it's easier said than done 100%
0: mm. 100% and so ask am another question yeah We're done with your water i'm asking (laughs) okay so um when it comes to uncontrollable things you know like natural disasters um deaths you know in the family stuff like that what do you think is like like what do you think is like the hardest part or the hardest step what's the hardest step in overcoming uncontrollable uh, the things.
1: Accepting the fact.
0: But I feel like that's the first step.
1: I mean, but that's the hardest. You can't accept that someone's gone. That's true. You can't, you know, you can't just do that.
0: Yeah, so I was talking with Rafi the other day, who was also on this podcast in the mm-hmm. last episode. If you did not check that episode out, or the other episode he was on, uh, up top right, so up there next to me, uh, you can click on it. You can watch the two episodes. One of them was just a conversation. The other one was about overthinking. So you should definitely yeah. go click on that. But we were talking the other day about, um, about like con- uncontrollable things. It was like me, uh, me and him. And he said something that like stuck. And it's like, you will never be able to like, you'll never be able to accept things that are uncontrollable. If you don't have peace, like inner peace, mm. you'll never be able to just look past things and move on. If you don't have inner peace, so my next question for Not you. No,
1: no, my next question is, <laughs> how do you define inner peace? Oh, that, that's what I was, was going to ask. Oh, so
0: fair enough. Uh, inner peace. So I, I feel like inner peace is very—it's very complex. Um, obviously, from a Christian standpoint, peace is one of the fruits of the spirit. Mm. So by working on you know your spiritual health and all that, you attain inner peace. And a, a very good example of inner peace that I like to use is my dad. Like, nothing phases him. Like, he's just, he's always chilling. Like, he doesn't, positive, negative, he's always, like, at peace. Like, there's, like, nothing, like, shakes his peace. And so, how I would define peace is, like, you're in a state of mind where you can make decisions, where you can control yourself. Um, and no matter what happens, you're always, like, you're. it's almost like you're always in control. You always know what's going on. You're always able to, like, take the steps required to keep yourself in a place where you're at a like mental standpoint where you can actually think through things Mm -hmm. because a lot of people when harsh times go through them they can't control they fall into despair you know like depression stuff like that and they lose like their train of mind like they can't actually think straight and so i feel like what inner peace does is that it allows you to think clearly at all times so i'm gonna i'm gonna rebound the question to you how would you define inner peace Personally, give me a personal definition of inner peace, not just the dictionary inner one.
1: I've um, never thought about it, but I think inner peace is. Mm, dude, I don't know. Like, no tension between your body, something like that. Like, sorry. A, a good spiritual life. That's how I define peace.
0: So, like, inner peace is like no, like, <clears throat> sorry, like no inner tension?
1: Yeah. Like, no like hatred, that. no... Uh, like, towards yourself. Yeah, mm-hmm. no grudges, no nothing.
0: Yeah, and I feel like that stems from... We talked about this, we touched on this in the last episode, regret, mm. where inner peace is a lack of regret, or yeah. regret is a lack of peace, like, either way. Um, so, what is what is something in life that you've... What is, the, what is the thing you've done in life that you most regret? Or do you have no regrets?
1: I mean, I do have regrets, but... Well, that you can talk think, about on the podcast. I think skipping my 8th grade year and doing it online.
0: Oh, like you had a choice yeah. to go in person. You just had to go online instead.
1: Yeah, I think that was my biggest regret.
0: Hmm, interesting.
1: What is your biggest regret? Mine? Um,
0: <laughs> I have I have some. Um, let's see. I'm trying to think of what I can say on here. Uh, my biggest regret um, definitely is like you know, I'm, I'm going to go with the same thing. I spent my sophomore year online. For, I spent half the year online, half in person. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say my biggest regret was... Why are you recording? <laughs> um, <laughs> sorry, our, our cameraman's whack. He's trying to catch me in 4 right now. Um, it would definitely be like spending that first semester online mm-hmm. when I could have gone in person, like in the middle of the semester or whatever. Because I feel like what that did is it caused me to be lazy
1: and cheat the whole time. And yeah,
0: I cheated my way through through sophomore year like completely. Yeah. Like and so when I got to junior year like it was a lot harder. You knew
1: nothing about the <laughs> It Wasn't that.
0: Year. It's just it, it's not that it's more of like the work ethic just like left. There was no more work. Not like I had any to start with, but like there was even less of it now. Yeah. You know. But back to the conversation about regret. Um I I believe I think that like regret is like probably the worst thing you can do yourself regret is like so bad for you because regret is basically like um, like disliking yourself or holding a grudge against yourself for something that happened in the past and it's uncontrollable
1: I feel like regret is I wouldn't say a good thing but I think regret you need to have regret to understand mm. what happened like let's say you got in a crash or something. You have to understand what happened and, you're, like, regret it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I feel like regret is not always a bad thing, but it's not a good thing.
0: Yeah, and just to further that point, like, the natural progression of, like, trauma mm-hmm. is, like, first you, like, grieve it. Then you, like, regret it. Then you, like, then you finally can accept it. Yeah. Like, you have, to, you have to be able to like grieve like you can't just accept and move on because like we're humans we have emotions so we have to have a period of time where we grieve and where we um it depends on like the situation sometimes regret sometimes don't regret and then we can accept and like that is shown like you know in the church rites for like a funeral like you don't have a funeral the next day Mm. because that's the funeral is a sign of like accepting what happened
1: You can't accept the death right then and there. Yeah,
0: like you have a period of time, sometimes like three, four, five days, whatever, and you accept condolences up until that point. At that time, it's over. There's no more condolences. The day of the funeral, that's it. And the reason why, like the the wisdom of the church is like, you can't just keep on grieving. You can't just keep on wishing it was you. You know, you got to, you know, pick it up and move on because you have a life ahead of you. So...
1: That's why they, like, um, never mind. No. Okay. I was, I was going to say that's why they tell you to stop after a certain point. Yeah. Okay.
0: It's just, it's to train that muscle of, like, your life's not over. Mm-hmm. Their life is, but yours isn't. You yeah. know, keep going, keep, like, fighting the good fight type of thing. So, so it's been, a, you know, we had two episodes of this mental health series. This is the third one. Yeah. What did you learn? What is what is the like? What did you learn the most in these? Dude,
1: mental health is very important. Super, like at first I didn't realize it until we like did the research and like dug deep into it and did these episodes. So I think one thing I've learned is that mental health is really important to a human. What yeah. have you learned throughout They're this violent. series?
0: Mm. Uh, I've learned like, like in like if if you go to the last episode like. Um, so something that I learned the most from this series is mostly like, like, what does mental health mean? Because mental health, a lot of times you think about your own mental health Hmm. and you don't really think about others, like other people's mental health. And so just getting different perspectives on what mental health means to certain people really opens your eyes because for every single person it's different. You know, like for me, mental health is like, is a state where I'm not worried about everything. Whereas for someone else it might be that they're not sad or someone else it might be that like they're in a good spiritual standing or in a good physical standing even. And just the way how everything is so connected to your mental health, that's something that I've learned a lot because it's very hard to understand the fact that like what you eat affects your mental health. And your mental health affects what you eat. And so it's like, sorry, it's like stuff like that where... um, Everything is just so important to your mental health no matter what it is. That is just that, that's a little bit hard to understand. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. All right, someone I'm I'm asking another question to get you to talk more. What is I it? I want you to expand on, on on
1: mental health or
0: No, no, no. I want you to to tell me like a time in your life where you felt like you had bad mental health.
1: Dude during quarantine, everyone had bad mental health. You were like locked in. People were like insane. You were locked in twenty four seven and you just couldn't go outside for five months, something like that. Yeah. So I think everyone was like mentally insane, like they were done.
0: Okay, so if you don't mind me asking, I'm gonna mm. I'm gonna probe a little bit with you. Like p- for you personally, what was the hardest thing about quarantine?
1: Not socializing with anyone Like face to face I lost my like Not I guess sense to talk Like Face to face it's so. I'm saying like face to face It was so much harder to talk And it was like a strain You know what I'm saying Yeah I get what you're saying
0: 100%
1: But yeah I think that was uh, a Time where my mental health was like really bad
0: Okay I'm gonna keep going further Mm. Did you ever have, like, thoughts where you, like, was it just, like, you being lonely or was it, like, like thoughts, like, about you, like, personally being, like, sad or, like, depressed? Like, did it ever reach that level or was it it just, like, loneliness? it wasn't that
1: major. It was just, like, loneliness. Mm. Like, I couldn't go to see my friends or something. I just had to stay in my room the whole time or, like, go downstairs and get a snack, you know, and you couldn't do anything. You, you, Huh?
0: I mean, you didn't have to. You could go outside. Yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> like, in your lawn type of outside. Maybe,
1: yeah. But, like, you just couldn't connect with... <laughs>
0: <laughs> when they played a lot of Fortnite, that's, how, that's what he did.
1: You just couldn't connect with anyone, so you had to find, like, substitutes. Hmm. Like, if I couldn't talk to someone...
0: You played Fortnite with them. Yeah,
1: like, that was my substitute for talking to someone.
0: And then you started streaming Fortnite.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I actually... It was good. But, yeah, that was... Um, that was my quarantine.
0: That's how your quarantine went? Yeah. Yeah, mine was a little bit worse, but <laughs> Really? <laughs> yeah. I, I the thing about mine is that there was a lot of like outlying variables, but I wouldn't even say that's like the worst my mental health has ever been. I would definitely say like sorry, there's something in my eye. Sorry, there's something in my eye. Um uh, seventh grade. That was like that was so bad. Seventh grade was the worst my mental health has ever been. Oh. So, um, so what like four years ago? Something like that? Yeah. Yeah, four or five years ago. That was, like, the, the, the there came a moment where I just like I was like nah, <laughs> like I was sick of it honestly, but.
1: <laughs> but, what what made you reach that level okay. of like? You All right, know? so we're,
0: we're getting we're getting personal here. I mean, you don't have to right. get personal. No, it's fine. Um, so, uh, the thing about um, so I I moved I moved between seventh and eighth grade. Yeah. Um. So before that, like in my old school, um, I just got I got bullied a lot. Because, so, when you know me, I'm really, I really like to express the fact that I'm Coptic. It's a very, yeah. like, it's part of my, per- I mean, I have a tattoo. Like, it's part of my personality. Um, it's a major component of, like, my identity and who I am. And, you know, like, in middle school, like, no one really, like, understands, like, anything. Yeah, like, call us, no like,
1: one understands, like, religion or anything. Dude, not even, like, They can't tell anything. from, like, religion to nationality to race. Yeah,
0: it's it's t- it's, like, insane. So, a lot of people, like, would bully me. About, like, I was Coptic and, like, all that stuff. And it got so bad at the point where, like, um, there's this one kid. So, this is, like, during the time of Morsi, right? Muhammad Morsi. Mm. It's, like, right at the end yeah. of when he was president. And this is, like, when, you know, persecution against Cops in Egypt was crazy. They were bombing churches left and right every yeah. every week almost. And, <clears throat> sorry. And there's this one kid that came up to me, bro. Dude, I was, I was so mad. He came up to me. Show me a picture of my mom actually it was my mom's old church he didn't know this it was my mom's oh. old church in Minya, and it got bombed um and he was like this is where you came from and dude oh gosh, i got i beat him up like really yeah i got i got like four days of ISS or something like that like i was just so i was so mad and at that moment i realized like this can't get worse like this is like i was so and it was just like the build-up of all those things like it affected me in such a way It be, it made me like like, it really affected me. It affected my grades. Like, it got really, really bad. It affected my relationship with my parents. It affected my relationship with the kids at church. I had a lot of issues with, like, tons of people at church. Like, this is, like, when, you know, like, Isaiah beating up kids at the summer camp. Like, this mm-hmm. is when it was. Like, this time of my life. Because I was just so emotionally charged all the time. And I took offense to everything everyone said. Because at school, like, five days a week for eight hours a day, that's what was happening. I was just getting Berated. Like, kids would, like, throw backpacks in the room I was in and say, like, Allah Akbar and, like, run oh. away. Like, it was bad, bad. Like, it was really, really bad, even though I'm not Muslim. Like, yeah. these kids, just, they don't understand. And so, for me, I realized, I was like, I I can't stay here anymore. I, I can't be around these people anymore. And for me, like, in the moment, uh, my solution to that was, like, suicide. I was like, that's it. And obviously, because I'm like, you know, I'm really young. I could not understand a lot. That was my natural reaction. And I'm not going to go into the details of it. But, like, yeah. you know, whatever happened, happened. And it, it still affects me to this day. Like, I still, like, sometimes when I think about it, like, it just, it scars me. It, like, it scarred me for life, really, the, the whole experience. Um, like, I went, to, I went to therapy for a year or so, something like that, because of it. And, I mean, part of the reason, like, um like why we moved was was that part of it not and that wasn't the main reason that was part of it um and just a lot of things like it was just there was so much negative energy that like i i just had to leave whether that was um like i had to physically remove myself from the place so sorry sorry to be a little bit sad there but we'll we'll, we'll make it positive because like i moved here and i found a lot of new friends at school and um my relationship with my parents has gotten a lot better my relationship with god's gotten a lot better um, I'm in a happier place. You know, the podcast has even made it even better. This yeah. is probably the happiest I've been since then. Really? Since yeah, like before that obviously. It's good to hear. Uh yeah. So thank you, Wanda. Thank you to all you guys uh for supporting this. Um but yeah.
1: That that was deep, dude. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: all right, so we're gonna make a little bit happier so we can end on that. Yeah, so we just can continue the through note. a happy note. Um Hmm. So how would you define joy? Joy. Because joy is the opposite I, of like sadness, right? Yeah. Oh, here. How about here? Here's, here's a conversation. The difference between joy and happiness. What is happiness, and what is joy?
1: I think happiness is a feeling.
0: And what's like, joy then?
1: Mm, okay. Happiness is a temporary feeling. Mm. Like you get something you want, you're happy for x amount of hours, days. But I think joy is like, like, it's, happ- like a long it's, term? It's, it's like a long-term happiness. Like you found joy within yourself or mm. that it's like an extended happy, happiness. Okay. But yeah, I think that's the difference, but. Happiness is definitely just a temporary feeling that will fade away after a couple days
0: i agree with ha- i agree that happiness is very very temporary mm-hmm. um but joy i feel like is more of like it's 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 more of like a lifestyle
1: a, a joyful lifestyle like, a, like okay. being
0: joyful is a lifestyle it's like it's very i feel like it's very tied into peace like you you're always at ease it's not you're always happy but you're always like uplifted. Like, nothing can really, like, bring... Nothing, that's, like, you can't be pessimistic. You ha, you're you always optimistic. Which plays a big role into mental health because, like, if you're a very pessimistic person, you're more likely to, like, have mental health issues. Because yeah. if you're always thinking of bad things, negative things, the worst that could happen, all that stuff, like, you'll never be able to see the good things.
1: But how do you, how do you exactly find joy? Because you could have happiness, but how do you find joy? So the only
0: way to find joy... Um. is, like, through your relationship with, like, with God, basically. That's how you find joy is your relationship with the church, relationship with God. You, like, always, um, because joy is a fruit of the Spirit. Joy is a virtue. Yeah. So it's one of those things that it comes with the package. Like, you know, like they say, it's the fruit of the Spirit. Yeah. It's not the fruits of the Spirit. It's a fruit. They all come as one. Like, love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. They're all one thing. Mm-hmm. They're all in one package. And if you think about it, they're all very, very connected. In order to be gentle, you have to be loving. In order to be kind, you have to be loving. Um, in order to ha- have love, you have to be joyful. In order to be joyful, you have to have patience. In order to have patience, you need self-control. Is, you need self-control. Exactly. They're all connected. Yeah. In order to have self-control, you have to love yourself and love God. So, it's on the end. It's all very, very connected. And so, that's where it comes from It comes from this from the holy spirit that's where um you find joy
1: what about for non coptics can they find joy too or
0: for non christians
1: yeah non christians could be I mean, they, they find don't joy find or?
0: they don't find true joy they, they find joy they just find temporary joy which is effectively happiness yeah hmm. because the, the the thing about um the church right is that like Obviously, as members of the church, we believe in the church, and so um, and we believe that's the truth. Mm-hmm. And so, whether you're Christian or not, the truth applies to you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's what we believe: is that it's just the truth. You know.
1: So, would you say for a non-Christian, joy is like objects?
0: I mean, I just feel like they don't. You, you can't. And I'm not saying all Christians obtain joy either.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, I just feel like. Joy is something for those that push themselves spiritually to a different level. I i haven't reached that. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of us haven't. It's a very select few. It's people that put the effort, the time. And it's a lot. It's, it's, you know, it's not easy. And again, that takes a mental toll on you. Yeah. Um, there's, there's been times where I don't want to go to church. Like sp- seventh grade. I That's actually, so here's a story. So you know how I go to this every week? Yeah. So that started in seventh grade. That's, that's 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 when that started. Um, I had a lot of issues with George, actually. I know he's okay with me talking about this, by the way, because oh, okay. he's fine with it. Um, I had a lot of issues with him. We used to, like, pick at each other all the time. We used to bully each other all the time. And I did not want to go to church when George was there. Mm. Like, and he got, like, I would so have arguments. So it got arguments. that bad? Yeah, I would not go to church. Like, I would refuse to go on Sundays. But my parents would, like, tell you, go Saturdays because he's not there. And I said, okay. And I started going, and like thank god the group that was there like those college kids like i like i owe a lot to them because like they're the reasons I'm still in the church basically because mm-hmm. they they accepted me they, they accepted the annoying 7th grade Isaiah and let me like pray with them like tazzbih and so that's how i started going to Zbaha now yeah. i go every week so um, did you
1: stop going to liturgies on Sunday? I I didn't, my
0: parents made me, but like, I really did not I would do anything I could to not go like anything until, you know, it it took a couple, took a few months after it was probably like mid eighth grade before I started wanting to come again. Mm -hmm. And now, you know, we go all the time, but so, you know, it's not always rainbows and butterflies for people that, you know, go to church. Like God said, there will be tribulation. There will be hardship, right? Like it's in, uh, first corinthians i think Uh, i think so one of them is like saint paul says he rejoices in his tribulations you know like that that's i feel like that's the like in christianity mental health illnesses they're real but they can be limited how they can be limited because like depression all those things a lot of it is playing yourself in your own head a lot of it is playing scenarios in your own head and even for me that's what it was like I thought so many more people hated me than actually people that hated me. And so it's by creating and I'm not saying like I'm not invalidating anything. Like I agree, like they are issues and it's something that society as a whole we need to work on. And by bullying someone, yes you can lead them down that hole. Yes, you can push them down that hole. Because when you do that to someone, it you make you basically force their brain to think in that way. You basically force them to think that no one is there for them, no one likes them. And it's when that it's when that uh, those feelings pass the rational mind and you start thinking irrationally that, you know, suicide comes into play, depression comes into play. Those things come into play.
1: Mm, okay, so you said something about depression, like it's just you playing with your own mind. Right? A lot of, it. I'm not saying everyone. Yeah, yeah, depression. Yeah, but is. most of it is. So can't you avoid depression?
0: Yeah, and that's, again, like, you know, the, it, it's all about your mindset and that's yeah. why, you know, you look at the like at the apostles in the, you know, first century church. I'm not saying they didn't, they weren't ever sad or they never had, you know, f- thoughts of like depression or. I'm not saying that. Mm-hmm. But if you look at what they wrote, if you look at what they said, like their mindset. Sample, like saying you rejoice in tribulation, and Saint Paul's tribulation was real, bro. Like it was bad. Like this dude was getting whipped daily. Like he was getting thrown in prison. He was getting, you know, disrespected. You know, he got. he got his his head cut off like it's not like it was easy stuff for him he was constantly 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 getting you know put in places that we've never been in before but he rejoiced in it and it's that it's that mindset it's that positivity and optimism that goes a long way
1: Mm. it's a lot to sink in
0: it is that's why like that's why we split this over three episodes. Honestly, we could talk about this forever, but...
1: I couldn't, but you guys can. <laughs> you and the guests.
0: All right, Mona. So we're going to... We're going to wrap up. We're going to wrap episode. this up, but I'm going to ask you one more question before we wrap up. All right. If you had to explain to me what mental health is, what what would you say? Mm.
1: Illness within yourself.
0: No, like mental health.
1: Yeah. Mental health. Mental, so oh, mental okay, health okay, illnesses okay. are, yes, okay. Okay. Mental health.
0: Like what in, What encompasses mental health? Like what, it falls under that umbrella. I feel like I'm a teacher right
1: Yeah, <laughs> I mean, your mindset can affect your mental health, but mental health itself is uh, something within your brain.
0: It is a hard question. Yeah. Um, Mental health is like, it's it's everything. Everything that passes through your mind. All your thoughts, all your emotions, um, feelings, everything. Mm -hmm. Mental health just, it's like your physical health. Your physical health, what is it? It's It's everything. It's your whole body. You know, emotional health is all your emotions. You know, spiritual health is everything you do spiritually. So, mental health is, it's very important. Um, That's why we did this. It's very important. It, affects every aspect of your life i can say that from personal experience yeah um i don't know i just i, I enjoyed these talks
1: yeah they i were enjoyed good. T- they i enjoyed that they were pretty good we should do more series in the future Where
0: he, we are and it's just to and i want thing like what you know what rafi said last episode about the uh the monk
1: oh um
0: i forgot what his name was
1: his name started with an a and it wasn't anthony
0: it was what, Antonio said something? Or was yeah, it something, something like Il that. Antonio's. That's what I thought. Yeah. Something like that. Um, but, like, that story that he said, that really shows, like, um, that was, like, about, like, not overthinking. Mm. But also you can take that story and think about, like, God always protects you yeah. mentally, physically, like, emotionally. And so I feel like that's the biggest takeaway we can we can take from this series is, like, your mental health is important, work on it. And the best way you can work on it is just
1: spiritually.
0: Yeah, just throwing everything at God because He is not just gonna let you hang. In. He's not gonna leave you hanging.
1: Mm-hmm. That's right. gonna wrap up the episode. That's gonna guys. wrap it up. Let's wrap up
0: the series. If you enjoyed this series, uh please leave a like. Um and comment, subscribe, do everything. Uh and give us some suggestions for some different series. I have a few in mind, but Please give us some suggestions, things you guys want to see. And yeah, that wrap this up. Thank you.